Welcome to Podcast on Podcasting, brought to you by Studio. We're your go-to resource for big ideas, helpful data, and practical tips on the art of corporate podcasting. All right, our guest today is the founder and CEO of Alley International, an enterprise devoted to empowering women entrepreneurs around the world. Now listen to this. She's an entrepreneur delegate for the UN, the winner of the Stevie Award for Women Helping Women. She's been on CNN, Huffington Post, and Yahoo, and that's a brief summary. The list goes on and on. But the reason we've brought her here is because of her podcast. She's the host of Glambition Radio, which was named by Inc. Magazine as one of the five best podcasts for women entrepreneurs. She's done well over 100 episodes with guests like Randy Zuckerberg and Paige Adams-Geller. The woman knows how to interview. Our guest today is Allie Brown. Hey, Allie. Hi, JB. Let's go back to when you started your podcast, Glambition Radio, which everyone should subscribe to. What was that process like? What did you learn from it? And how did it grow to, I mean, how many episodes have you done now? My gosh. Gosh, I think we're, we're almost at 150. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I haven't done as many, many as some people are like, oh, we've done a thousand. It feels like it. I started this because I love conversations with amazing people. And I think when you start this with your heart in it and not just your head, something magical will happen. If you're starting a podcast sometimes and you're like, well, you know, I know we should do this and blah, blah, blah. You know, you've got to get into it. You've got to really feel like there's a message you want to convey. There's people you love to talk to. So my biggest advice is how can this be enjoyable for you? What a fun question to ask, right? We don't think of that. I really started this as an earnest project almost kind of felt selfish for me. It was very, I was very excited about it. My listeners started to listen and the, it grew very slowly. I want to emphasize everyone starts these podcasts and they think they're going to have a million followers in six mm -hmm. months and how do we do this? And, you know, I'd imagine this is the same in, in any context, whether you're doing this for an organization or a specific market, um, it takes time to build. But once those people are listening, you've pretty much got them. That's really good advice, especially for people looking to start a corporate podcast because corporate culture is so driven by the next quarter. Yeah. Uh, very, very quick results. Um, it's just not possible to properly nurture an audience in one or two or sometimes three quarters. Mm. I want to come back to that. But real quickly, when you first started your podcast 150 episodes ago, do you remember any of the early things that you had to learn? Yeah. I mean, lessons learned, I would say, um, first of all, get the best technical advice you can. <laughs> we were having a pre-chat that it's not my strength. Um, the next thing is that don't worry about sounding absolutely perfect. I will share that the first few episodes I did, we went through and I was, I was neurotic about taking out every <laughs> um and ah and cough. You have to draw the line what you feel is in the best purpose of your audience. For some of you with a formal business audience, this needs to sound really good mm -hmm. and needs to be edited really well. If you are looking to build more of a rapport with your audience, is if that's part of your agenda, and let's say, I'm making this up, but let's, let's say you're a leader and you need to be a little more likable, okay? <laughs> Sometimes we need to there do you this. Go. Yeah. Um, make sure that you're including maybe a few of those personal moments or a, a heartfelt conversation with someone. Um, that's my biggest advice that I've learned from being on stage and, and being in this position. 
I'm so glad you brought that up because as a, a CEO coach, is that a conversation where you're like, look, we need to humanize you a little bit. Is that a, a, a frequent problem with leaders? It Just- is. It is. Or sometimes it's the flip side. But most often, it, they're being too stiff and they're, they're following a formula. A lot of us get to a certain point in our careers, at our companies, in our lives by following the formulas. You know, we go to school, we follow the agenda. We get into a company, we follow the agenda. Doing something like a podcast is probably going to disrupt the agenda yeah. in an amazing way, in a really powerful way that's going to open up a new level of of trust mm-hmm. with your listeners. And so, um, you know, you may want to just pick one little thing to share on a podcast one day, just try it and see if that doesn't get response sometimes even more than, than any wisdom you could share. And, and then it goes both ways. Sometimes, um, I'm working with women and they may have a very fun, um, public persona, right? They're doing like some, some really fun stuff on their podcast. They're a little goofy. You know, they have these amazing businesses, but they're, and then we'll have a conversation. I said, okay, look, make sure you're bringing credibility to the conversation. Make sure you're always reminding them who you're working with, how you're working, um, you know, p- positioning yourself is, it, it's a balance of that credible positioning with a bit of vulnerability because that makes you human. I mean, thinking of what that could do to a corporation. Yes. You, you don't know who the people and the players are in the company. It was weird. All my, like in all my years of radio, everybody knew what the, who the DJs were because they're the ones with the microphones. They know their story, their background. But it was never reversed the other way. We didn't know what they were talking about at corporate, nor did we mm-hmm. understand it. We would just get directives from time to time, and maybe we didn't like them because we didn't understand them. But it could definitely turn its heels on that sort of connection between employees and leaders, don't you think? I love that. Yeah, because let's say, you know, if I'm leading a company and I want to get more of the agenda across to everyone, kind of keep everyone in the loop, what a great way, you know, call up the key leaders in the company and say, listen, I'd love to interview you for this new internal podcast that we have. I want to tell, explain to them, you know, what we're doing in marketing and why and you know, it, and it make it a conversation. Okay. Remember try, try and, and, and you'll get better at this. The more you do it, just like I'm sure JB, you're, you're kind of a natural, but there was a lot you learned as well. Right. It took a long it, time. Yeah. Practice makes perfect. And the biggest compliment I get is when I have a rock star, you know, and they get off and I've gotten emails saying you are such a good interviewer. And I asked them, I said, tell me, tell me why, tell me why. Cause I'd like to learn what I do differently. And first they said, you actually listen. Because I'll actually listen to their answer. You ever hear an interviewer and they're like, and then the, the guest gives this unbelievable response that may lead to something really magical. And the guest goes, okay, thanks. Question number yeah. two. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, it happens you know, all the just, time. They, get, they finish oh. the sentence and they go, and that's when my mom died. And yeah, then they yeah. go, oh, yeah. And then they just divert to another totally. question. It's, it happens all oh, the time. Oh, it sounds terrible, too. It makes the interview sound terrible. So just have, have, have somewhere you want to lead them. Mm-hmm. You have a general outline agenda. But leave room for magic. That's where some of my best shows have come from. Were you a good interview when you started it? I've always been good at listening, which makes me an excellent coach. I think I've gotten really good at trusting my instinct when to move something on or interrupt someone or let them go. You could probably relate too. Mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a bit of an art and kind of trusting, okay, I think they're done speaking. Let's move this on or, 
oh, let's go a little further with this because this could lead somewhere really cool. That's very true. Now, did you notice a difference using that platform versus all the other things you've done, whether it's public speaking, writing, television, magazines, Mm -hmm. webinar type thing that you talked about earlier? I have gotten more traction from doing the show than being on network television. It has, you know, inadvertently become the best thing that I've done now, also to attract the clients I want. If you're doing this with a specific purpose in mind, you know, once I did this and I want to have these conversations now, really, I I take it to a different level because I want to attract the entrepreneurs that are bored with a lot of the beginner talk, the you go girl. I'm like, we're there. (laughs) We're there. Can we move on now? Let's have a sophisticated conversation for an elevated audience who wants some real wisdom, real information. So think about who that audience is and meet them where they're at, but also lead them where you want to take them. You know, you made me think of a really good point. What I love about this platform, and I'm sure you can relate to it even more so, because you would do these network TV segments, right? And it's like, okay, you're on, go, da-da-da-da. And then you probably don't even remember what you said when it wraps up because they're so quick hitting. Totally. This gives us the opportunity to go Uh. deep, right? I, that's why I love it. Um, and that's why my guests who tell me later, you know, I actually just, when I was in New York, I just hosted a, a cocktail party for a lot of the women I've interviewed and, and, uh, many of them came and the, the biggest comment I got, they said, they said, they, I feel like I, I've met you already because of our conversation. They feel like they know me and, and have met me. And I know when I've been on, um, some of those, oh gosh, I was on the Cavuto show once and it's all the heads and boxes yelling at each other. And it was just, you know, it's, and I had like 30 seconds, you know, before someone would cut me off. And, um, it's, and, and on the flip side, I've had a few guests I can tell that are much more used to TV and I'd ask them a question and they'd give me one, one sentence and then stop. I'm like, we're, we have a little more time, you know, yeah, let's, yeah. let's talk about this. Yeah. They're but used the great to talking in sound bites. Oh uh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it just, sometimes there are one or two, I honestly didn't air. And, and that's, um, you know, I could do that with my show because it's my decision. But there were one or two of them like this. This really does nothing for me. It does nothing for the audience. And this person may have some, you know, uh, clout, but it's it, it, this is not doing my listeners justice. So the great thing about this, I, I love that it. sometimes it'll be a shorter show. Sometimes it'll be a longer show. I've done 15, 20 minute shows. If I feel it's complete, we're good. I've done ones that go over an hour if, if it's all really, really good. People will listen. And if they don't want to listen, they'll listen a bit and then go to the next one. I I love that I can do it whatever fits that particular interview or content. When you open a magazine and there's a spread, everything looks perfect, right? It's a perfectly uh, staged photograph. It's the perfect shot at your company headquarters. And it tells your story in an incredibly glamorous way. What I found with this platform and having a longer conversation is – that guest will share something vulnerable. They'll, they'll admit to a, a flaw or something they had to really work hard to overcome where I just didn't see it before. Have you experienced mm-hmm. that too with a lot of your conversations with entrepreneurs? Do you find they're more willing to share some of the pitfalls and mistakes? But yeah, simply because of the space and I think yeah. making them feel safe as well. Um, that's a big tip as well. I typically will spend a little pre-chat on the phone. If the person's not in a rush, sometimes they'll be like, I have 15 minutes and I'm on a cell phone. We're like, okay. Uh, if I have a little time for pre-chat, I'll give them some context of the show. Um, you know, having a little pre-talk can kind of loosen them up a bit. 
And also, you know, kind of reminding them saying, you know, we're going to make this sound. I always, I always say, we're going to make this a great interview. And I always ask them, you know, how can I make this a great interview for you? And because I let them know this isn't like going on 2020, right? We're not going to like ambush them with, with, with out of the left field questions, unless you have that kind of show. But I think it's good to let people know, you know, we're going to, we're going to make this sound great, look great. If you're a person that makes people feel at ease, it will work wonderfully because they will share. I've had guests say things that go, wow, I've never shared that before. And, and, and later I was waiting for them to say, oh, do you want to keep that in? And, but they've always felt very good keeping that in. It's, it's part of their story. You know, Allie, a lot of people who are doing this corporate podcasting and speaking to employees, they may feel like they have a captive audience and they have to listen. And what my concern is that it would be taken for granted uh, when it comes to entertaining, you know, putting on a show and, mm. and having more of a purpose. What are your thoughts yeah, that's, on that? That's an interesting question because here's the thing. The more engaging you make it, the more effective it'll be no matter what your agenda is. So try to make it a bit entertaining. Try to make it feel like a community. Involve them. This is my best advice is involve them and maybe, maybe they can ask questions uh, you know, as themselves or anonymously, and you answer a question on each podcast. I've seen that done very well within some organizations. You know, actually anonymous stuff is great because then you can honestly answer some of the questions that you're getting maybe about where the company's going or why certain policies are certain ways. But overall, just try to make this as engaging as you can, like with, with guests, with interviews, um, and, and just pleasant to listen to because, I mean, that's, that's proven to increase consumption when they're actually enjoying what they're hearing. You know, I want to ask you one more thing. People talk a lot about diversity, whether it's, it's women or minorities or the combination of the two, and they try to contrive ways to address it. My gut tells me this sort of dialogue in this platform could be a great place to be inclusive. Mm, uh, and you yeah. probably, and, and, and that's an issue you deal with a lot, right? With some of your clients. Is that true? It, it is. And, you know, I hadn't really thought of that, but it's, it's, it's the perfect place to not only um, start showing that in your company and your organization, but start having some of those discussions that you may need to have. And it's, it's a good format for that good platform to bring people in on that and answer questions around that. So, cause this shows that you're at least doing something. This proves, you know, I, I, I hate to even say this, but like some companies, even if they don't care, right. Or they're like, oh, I don't know, a bunch of old guys in a boardroom. And like, do we need to talk about this stuff? Um, they need to at least show they're caring right now. Right. I'm sure all of you listening really do care. You want to make these changes in your businesses, but this is a perfect platform to show that you are part of the discussion, that you are, you have that current state of mind, that these issues are important and you are moving your company forward. This is where you step into leading your company. I mean, it, because you are truly going to be leading the conversation that your teams are having. Allie, thank you so much for your time. This has been great, JB. I hope everybody enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Go to AllieBrown.com for more information about her. She's a great follow online. And subscribe to Glambition Radio. It's eavesdropping on some great conversation. 